The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Uh, it is that time, ladies and gentlemen, the time we've all been waiting for. This is now the eighth annual mock trade deadline. Welcome on Dan Feldman, now of Dunked On Prime, Danny LaRue of Dunked On Prime, and many other things, and Kevin Pelton of ESPN. How's everyone doing? Doing well. Fantastic. How are you doing? Good. This is I'm I'm ready. It's Saturday morning. Uh, my wife and and child are on vacation right now, just to get away from me during mock trade deadline preparation. We are ready to rock here. No distractions. Let's start off uh, as we like to do here, introducing our teams. KP, why don't you start us off? And I'll go next. You're in like LeBron playoff locked in mode. No social media. Uh, Boston Celtics. Uh, our goal is to convert Danilo Gallinari's salary for 2023-24 into an extra big man for Robert Williams III insurance. Bucks here. Yes, I actually get to have one of the good teams this season. We need to upgrade our two-way depth and shooting. And we are very much willing to put just about anything that's not tied down into that effort. I'll go next because I know Danny will never talk until everybody says hello. And hello to Danny. I know he's been waiting to to get in there. Uh, the Bulls <laughs> are uh, are going to listen on Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso. Uh, but we're probably just staying the course. Kobe White is quite available ahead of restricted free agency. And Andre Drummond can be had too. The Utah Jazz are willing to listen on everyone but Lowry Markkinen, Walker Kessler, and Ochai Abaji. We are looking to sell high on players that are not in, in our long-term plans. We could serve as a facilitator if reasonably possible, and we will primarily do trades if it could eventually lead to our trade partner getting fired in less than a year. The Los Angeles Lakers are hoping to improve our roster without capitulating on our tradable first-round picks in 2027 and 29. The Houston Rockets would like to move Eric Gordon for a first, although we are going to try not to take back too much salary for next year. And we'll at least listen on Jayshon Tate and Kenyon Martin, but you'd have to bowl us over. Dan? I was apparently muted for all of that. The Oklahoma City Thunder would love to make a big splash trade. Uh, we clearly have our act together. No technical problems in Oklahoma City, uh, but only for someone who will be around long term. Uh, we're not treating this season as particularly important. Uh, we're perfectly content continuing to overachieve with our young roster. You've just been fired by Sam Presti. I can't say <laughs> I don't that, deserve it. For that screw up. The, the, your, your director of muting and unmuting position uh, has been revoked. <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves are intending to figure out what we want to do with D'Angelo Russell and his salary slot. However, that could be just keeping D'Angelo Russell, and we will we'll listen to make moves. 
that that was that one was on me, wasn't it? Uh, the <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans are looking to pursue a player who might be a playoff difference maker for us. Uh, Devontae Graham, very available, as well as Jackson Hayes, heading into his restricted free agency. The San Antonio Spurs have a boatload of cap space that we are happy to use to take on bad money for next year for the right price. And we also have useful players, Jakob Pertl, Josh Richardson, and Doug McDermott that we would be willing to move for the right price as well. The Philadelphia 76ers would love to aim high using Tobias Harris, but we recognize we're short on draft assets. We could move Matisse Thibel for someone who'd help more now. Uh, We definitely plan to get out of the luxury tax, and if that isn't happening with some other bigger move, we can do it by dumping Furkan Korkmaz and or Jaden Springer. The Atlanta Hawks are open to moving John Collins. However, it is not mandatory for us. We are open to keeping him. So we will listen, but we are not desperate to make a move. The New York Knicks are hoping to get value for some of the players who are out of our rotation right now, including impending restricted free agent Cam Reddish and Evan Fournier. The Indiana Pacers will surely be able to renegotiate and extend Miles Turner. So the asking price for him is two firsts or two significant assets. And Buddy Heald, if you could give us a first for him, we would also be listening. The LA Clippers want a point guard, want a center. Money is no object. The reigning defending NBA champion Golden State Warriors would love to add a capable rotation piece or two, ideally somebody who could be in the closing five. And since our first round picks are a little encumbered in the near term, probably using young players potentially to achieve that goal. The Phoenix Suns are finally going to trade Jay Crowder. We really believe it's going to happen already. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're also hoping to add some backcourt depth. Uh, Landry Shamit is also available, and we're we're not going to hang up on you if you call us. We're quietly listening on DeAndre Aiden. Hmm. The Detroit Pistons are going to get absurd value for Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks, or they will not be traded. Listen on Sadiq Bay if a team wants to give up a very good pick or a player that has future upside and we're looking to acquire a power forward who can't shoot to play next to isaiah stewart and jalen (laughs) durham the cleveland cavaliers would like to add a small forward small forward uh, ideally someone in the three and d mold if we do find that player karis lavert could go we also have Jetty Osmond and Dylan Windler for matching salary. The Dallas Mavericks are looking for players who can help us ideally now and long term. If we can clean up our books in the process, that would be wonderful. The Portland Trailblazers are hoping to improve our size and shooting without sacrificing too much in terms of long term value. Uh, we are listening on Josh Hart and Yusuf Nurkic. The Charlotte Hornets are making basically everyone except LaMelo Ball available and we'll just see what the prices are. There are a few of those guys we might be interested in retaining, so you have to give us real value. Others of those, we'll take what we can get. The Brooklyn Nets would like to add front court depth. Patty Mills, Joe Harris, and Seth Curry are available in that order. Uh, We could also include Cam Thomas or the Philly 2027 pick uh, to get a bigger upgrade. We wouldn't hate lowering our luxury tax bill, but we could also go higher for the right move. The Memphis Grizzlies are not concerned by their recent losing streak. Instead, we are excited about our current team and the future. So we will consider making some bigger swings and some smaller swings, but only if it makes it better. better. And as a note, our scorekeeper is not available for trade. (laughs) (laughs) The Sacramento Kings are hoping to improve our wing and center depth in pursuit of our first playoff berth since 2006. Uh, Terrence Davis is available along with Rashawn Holmes and Alex Len. 
the Orlando Magic, Gary Harris, and Terrence Ross. That eh, just might be available. Mo Bamba might be even more available than them. Uh, but we also would be totally interested in just retaining those guys, uh, two of whom have non-guarantees for next year. We'd potentially be willing to take on bad money for next year in exchange for one of these guys, but we'd have to get to first-round value or a good prospect because we also could use cast space next offseason. The Miami Heat are targeting a power forward. Kyle Lowry is more available than you think. We definitely want to stay below the luxury tax line, and we'd prefer to clear roster spots, open extra room below the tax line for bought-out players in converting Orlando Robinson's two-way. Anyone want Duncan Robinson? The Denver Nuggets are thrilled with how this season is going so far. We're open to move it to listening, at least on Bones Highland. We could save some money. We could improve our depth just if the offer presents itself. We also can't really trade first, so it's going to be more a move on the margins. The Washington Wizards are in the play-in spots as we record this, so right on track. Uh, we've already made our big move with the Rui Achimura trade, but uh, we would still like to clear a roster spot to convert Jordan Goodwin's contract. And uh wouldn't hang up on you if you called us about impending free agents, Kristaps Porzingis and Kyle Kuzma. But with Kuzma in particular, you better be ready to come real strong with an offer. The Toronto Raptors are willing to listen to offers on the big four, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and Gary Trent. But again, you will have to overwhelm us, uh, particularly for the first three of those. Uh, the offer has to be big enough that we can go to our friends and say, hey, we couldn't turn this down. Or sorry, our fans and our friends and say we couldn't turn this down. Depends how is the, that everyone? Yeah, uh, depends how the trades are, whether your fans are your friends or not. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it is crazy to think that I've been working with Helix Sleep since 2015. And I think that's because my story with them seems to really resonate with listeners. If you've never heard it before, that was kind of the beginning of the direct-to-consumer boom. And there was another very prominent mattress company at that time that was trying to convince you that mattresses were one-size-fits-all. They found the one formula, the one mattress that was going to work for everyone. My then-girlfriend, now-wife... And I ordered that mattress. We ended up having to return it because, hey, guess what? Not everyone is the same. And then she did some more research and found Helix Sleep. We took their sleep quiz and we found a mattress that actually worked for us and our body types. And uh, Helix offers 20 unique mattresses. Everybody sleeps differently. And Helix mattresses are designed for specific sleep positions and field preferences. Hot or cold, side sleeper, back sleeper. So take that Helix sleep quiz. Find your perfect mattress in under two minutes and it's shipped straight to your door free of charge. It's no risk because you really need to sleep on the mattress in your own home. You're like, well, how should I order this if I can't sleep? I'm like, yeah, you're not going to learn anything by going to the mattress store and sleeping on the mattress where do I take my shoes off? Do I leave my shoes on? But then my feet kind of hang off the bed because I don't want to put my shoes on the bed. And is it weird that I'm laying here for more than 30 seconds? You can't tell anything under those circumstances. You might as well just order it, get it sent to your house, get that 100 night trial. They're 10 to 15 year warranty, depending on the model. And there's never been a better time to try a Helix Sleep mattress because they are offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash capspace. Easy to remember slash capspace. We talk about it all the time here on the program. That's helixsleep.com slash capspace. This is their best offer yet. I can attest to that since I've been working with them for nine years. And it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Don't forget that slash capspace URL to let them know that you came from us. Man, I just love 
American Giant. Just an amazing clothing company. I was reminded again of how much I love it when I drove from California to Montana over the All-Star break. And you know what it's like when you're on a long road trip and it's cold, particularly when it starts off warm in the bay and then we get into some really cold areas. You're like, well, I don't want to wear like my jacket in the car, but then I get out to fill gas. I'm going to be freezing, but the American Giant hoodie was perfect because despite being made out of a nice heavy material that'll keep you warm, it's not too hot as well. So I was able to wear it in the car, not be too hot, step out of the car and still be warm enough when I was filling up gas or going into a restaurant or something that I didn't feel like I needed my jacket, even when it was cold outside. These things are amazingly durable. I proposed to my wife wearing an American Giant hoodie in the Grand Canyon almost seven years ago. I still own that same hoodie. I still wear it constantly. And American Giant has since spread out into all sorts uh, of other types of clothing, like their premium Slub Crew tee, the No BS High Rise Pant, the Slim Roughneck Pant, featured in Giant Magazine, Issue 2. Every American Giant piece is made in America and designed to last no exceptions, and it provides year-round comfort. So find a closet staple for every part of your spring days at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use that finger code CAPSPACE at checkout. You remember, we talk about CAPSPACE all the time here on the program. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Don't forget that CAPSPACE code to let them know you came from us. All right, well, I guess we need to get started here now. And I I think the place to do that is with the Toronto Raptors. And we want to see, and I think we can start with Pascal Siakam, probably the biggest name here, certainly the best player that was mentioned as possibly being available. Our season isn't going that well, but we also can hold on to him. We could move him in the summer. We could extend him if he makes all NBA. So we're not really under any pressure, at least that's what we're telling you, to make any kind of a move here. So are there any teams that are willing to come super strong for Pascal Siakam? Uh, Suns here, uh, you know, I don't know that we want to commit to super strong, but uh, just testing the waters here. If we built something about around DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, whatever the two of us, you know, we can go and shop him to a third team because he's probably not a fit for you right now and uh, get some pick value that way. And then include some, but not an overwhelming number of our own picks. Yeah, Ayton. I think we've been looking for a center for a while. I'm not sure he quite fits the profile of what we need defensively. And his effort has been, shall we say, inconsistent over the years. He's on a max contract. I think he's overpaid on that max contract. Now, I'm not going to tell you that like you would need to take us, uh, pay us to take him, but he doesn't have any value, I would say, independent of draft picks. So, no, I mean, we would be looking for a full draft type of offer, I think, from you guys, particularly because you would project to be quite good in the coming years. If that's the case, then I don't think that makes sense for us. Thunder here. Hmm. We would be interested. Unfortunately, we think salary matching is going to be an issue because obviously we're not trading Shea, Gilgis, Alexander. We're not trading Chet Holmgren. Uh, we're probably not trading Josh Giddy at this point. Um, so with roster spot salaries, but we just wanted to see if there was something out there that that might work, you know, especially if you're moving other players and opening up roster spots. Lou Dort would be the primary uh, piece coming back in terms of players. Obviously, we'd go pick heavy. We have plenty of picks. Uh, but we could also, in terms of getting toward that matching salary, include you know somebody like Usman Jang, who should have some positive value. Uh, Darius Baisley, I have the beholder there. David Nwamba, we could throw in for a little more matching salary. Oof. Yeah, I, I mean, I think 
none of your draft picks, particularly if you got Siakam, really project to be particularly sexy at this point. A couple of hacks on, on their podcast ranked all of the future traded picks going forward and the ones that we own were not really or, or that you guys own were not prominently featured and obviously if you get pascal and you're already at 500 this year your own future picks wouldn't necessarily appear to have that much upside either but the bigger problem i think is i just i literally and correct me if i'm wrong here i hadn't thought about this at all beforehand i don't see how the matching salary could happen like if you're not going to include holmgren uh you know I so, mean, you, you're basically getting to t- you got 20 million so we could get there with that that package I mentioned of Dort, Jang, Baisley, and Nwaba. Now, well, obviously, roster yeah. spots might be an issue if we're going four to one there, but I don't know Nwaba, what else. Nwaba got there. waived. Ah, good point. <laughs> yes, I don't know why I still had him. Okay, well, that does make it a little tougher. But You might uh, be able to do it with Mescala in that spot, but I think it would probably take you into the luxury tax. Um, I mean, the other thing is, I think you, you would, you're not getting that trade done. I don't think without either Giddy or Jalen Williams involved. Okay. <laughs> That's very, very interesting to me. It doesn't seem like there's a ton of enthusiasm for second team all NBA two time all NBA forward will be an all-star and possibly all NBA this year. Pascal Siakam. Well, I'll, I'll say briefly with- for my teams, like the Utah jazz, he's not a great fit with what we have and where we're going as, as good a player as Siakam is. Cause where do you put it with him with um, marketing and Kessler? And then for the Grizzlies, they, they actually, I, I mean, he'd be an intriguing fit, but the salary matching is just a bear because of the guys that we would potentially include. So who knows, maybe we'll be interested in a different Raptor who has a more matchable salary. Well, I think we could get there in terms of because you guys have plenty of room below the tax too. I mean, Stephen Adams, Dylan Brooks, Danny Green. I think that that would be plenty of matching salary. Yeah, but do you, we're not we're not willing, we're also not willing to throw in those assets if we're including three players that are that are a part of our team. Like that's you know then then we're we're talking like minimal draft assets coming back to you. If that yeah, you do you do have to give something to get something. It is tough. Uh, Lakers here. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Pascal is one of the players we'd be willing to trade our, our future first rounder for yeah so this is 27 and 29 unprotected you know if there were a way to get to one more unprotected first round pick worth of value i think we would have to think about it but i just and again part of the problem too is it's really difficult to go back to ownership and our fans and say hey rudy gobert went for this like pascal siakam is going to go for clearly way less than that and you know the nuance of him having less time uh, on his contract and the gobert deal being in a completely insane price that'll never be matched in nba history i I, that could be lost on uh some of the less rational actors so i I think it's just uh, we'll probably need to just play out the season maybe we'll start playing better we've been playing a little better recently and just kind of see where it goes this offseason we could potentially extend him we could find out how much he's willing to take an extension and i don't know that is i will put it this way given the tenor of these offers i don't feel a lot of risk that we're going to get less for him this offseason if we wanted to move him and to like step outside this the matching salary will be a lot easier in an offseason setting than it is right now for a number that big 
Yeah. I mean, Russell Westbrook obviously would be the salary going back and we would, yeah. we'd be taking out a lot of money there too. So that, that would be another issue probably for us that would uh, put us well into the tax, just a straight up swap there. And it's tough. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess we could just send you back, you know, the likes of like a Thaddeus Young or something. We've, we've got other guys that could be used to match that, but it, it's uh, again, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's not like an overwhelming package for a, a all-star in his late twenties. Like, I, I think that's just, we, we can't do that anyone else out there new orleans any interest not the player we're targeting Ooh, okay a bunch of my teams have interests but if those packages are getting shot down we don't have the assets yeah i mean i really thought phoenix would come stronger that was that was probably my biggest hope uh yeah i don't think sack has the has the scratch to do it because of that herder pick Zach, if you if you guys could get the protection taken off of that pick, because nah, you still could only offer two firsts anyway, right? And we assume it would cost us Keegan Murray, and we're very excited about Keegan Murray's future. Yeah, I guess actually that's um, yeah, Keegan Murray would have would definitely have some value to us. I mean, I, I think you actually do have the assets to get it done if you wanted to, Zach, but you it doesn't sound like you're interested in it. Not our not our focus. Blazers, if you take the uh, the protection off that uh, that pick, the U.S. Chicago, Shaden Sharp is Canadian. I, I think you, this you, is. You, Maybe suggesting that even though Pascal Siakam is the Raptors' best player, he's actually not the right first person to discuss for them because the market is much broader for other players. Yeah. Well, I mean, for for some of these teams, you said you have uh, other targets in mind. Would you, is it to the point where you want to exhaust those options first, and then you might consider coming back, or just what we're looking for is just would never happen. Probably wouldn't happen. All right, let's move on. OG Ananobi. Anyone interested? I think we we are the bidding. I think would start at two unprotected firsts that are far enough out that I could at least convince myself that they would be could have some upside. Memphis Grizzlies here. We we have all our own picks moving forward. We also have the Golden State Warriors pick, which is pretty lightly protected. So we could do we could do two of those. That would be fine. And a matching salary for you would not be bad long term. Presumably, Danny Green would be the starting point, and then we would figure it out from there. Oh man, what what a sad story. Danny Green coming back with the best the best uh or quickest acl return that we've basically ever seen and then he gets traded before he can actually <laughs> come back i guess that if this were actually the trade deadline he would have debuted two days earlier which <laughs> whatever it is so that, <laughs> that would be even more deflating um uh, uh you so oh actually memphis we'll we'll hear your general response to that so certainly i would want one of your picks to be an unprotected 29 first because John ja Morant's contract expires in 28. Not that he wouldn't necessarily resign, but also I think he's a guy who's going to peak a little bit earlier. I think we would want to get Zaire Williams in that deal too. So maybe oh, so you want two, be... so you want two firsts and Zaire Williams. Well, I mean, th- the problem is that like you guys are a really good team and you're really young, so it- it's hard to get too excited about the upside. So yeah, oh, so I, I because, think... well, so that's it. That's useful clarification because then you're not asking asking for two first round picks you're asking for two non like non bottom five first round picks that's a materially different ask uh well yeah i think i said we, it would have to be some some picks that i could get excited about the upside for but or maybe that was with siaka but in any event yeah so, sorry for not clarifying no i'm not like the memphis's 
23 and 25 firsts are not going to get it done. No, you need, it needs to be more than that. Um, particularly given that he's on a, a pretty good contract still. Um, and I think we'll probably end up being extendable. Like that's another thing that we can, again, we're not under like that much pressure with him. So I, it has to be something where we could be like, yes, this was like a really good package. So I think it would be Zaire Williams, 29 unprotected first, and then one more of your relatively near-term shitty first. The question, I, I I think Memphis will probably say no anyway, but this is a good clarification. Can can we talk briefly to OG and Anobi's agent? No, I mean, this is probably going to be something quickly. Like, are there, are, in a normal circumstance, let's say with Memphis, but if you want to be more specific, if there, if you, are you willing to take like a fair contract or like when, when I know you're probably not going to extend, but are, are there places that you just wouldn't intend to resign? No, I think it'd be willing to potentially resign in Memphis. Okay. Um, that, that, that's our understanding is, as Toronto, at least I, I think, but you know, take it as your guide that Jeremy Grant just turned down twenty five million a year, and I younger and better than Jeremy Grant. So that's okay. let's let's hard. let's see where the offers go. We're probably not going to do that, but maybe you come come closer to us. New Orleans here. Uh, how would you value Herb Jones in a deal like this? Would you value him as like equivalent to a first round pick with upside? Because you know you look at his contract, his production. He's obviously a perfect fit for what you guys want to do. Yeah, yeah, not shoot and uh, and defend. Yeah, um, <laughs> and handle. Yeah, I, I mean, and we've we believe in our development ability as, as you guys do. So I, I think like kind of late first round value. I mean, the, the I would say he's kind of lower on the shooting potential than say someone like ananobi was when he first came to toronto so like i don't think he'll be evolved to be as good as ananobi but it's certainly a guy who i think will be a very solid rotation player for a long time so that's kind of like late first round value to us so what what of our first round picks would you need along with him to make this work or or multiple i guess if they're lower value well i think we would do it for herb and getting in on that swap rights with the lakers this year and the lakers deferred pick i think that's going to be too rich for us probably you have a counter we would be willing to do the this year's swap as long as we top four protected it and then one of our lesser picks well, so then what happens with that? So it's, oh, so it's just the swap. Yeah, no, that's, that's way, way less. I, I mean, I think I no, no, need I'm, to get. I, yeah, I don't, we can determine what exactly would happen in that case. But also we're kind of weighing, we have another target that, you know, we might even like is a slightly better fit for us than OG and, you know, Okay. Well, maybe we can possibly uh, write him down as uh, someone to hold off on as well then. I mean, I, I guess again, like it's just, if you have other guys that you like better, that seems fine. But if you're, if, if, the, if you think that that ask is absurd, then, you know, all right, we can just totally table it. I don't think it's absurd, but it's too high. You're getting one of those or the other. You're not getting both of them. Well, are we getting it unprotected though? That's the key. No, we can't. We can't trade Victor Wimbanyama potentially to you for in this trade. Like yeah, Victor Wimbanyama is clearly much thing. more more valuable than OG and you know. What if it were top two protected? We would consider that. So it would be looking at. Uh, so do, do you still do you want to still if you have uh, if you have someone else that you'd be willing to give up more for than OG and Anobi? I mean, I I still think it's probably more efficient just for the for the show to just <laughs> to circle back on him possibly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I nope. will. I will say the Utah Jazz are conceptually interested as well. But if if we want to do whoever the Pelicans have top on their list, we're fine with that. Well, Blazers here. Like, wh- how you would you value Anthony Simons in a trade like this? Hmm. That's interesting. 
interesting god it's so hard for toronto so i guess we're holding on in this scenario we're holding on to siakam um you know it would kind of totally change the theory of our team i mean i think maybe our thought would be at that point that if we got simons we trade ananobi then we're re-signing van vliet holding on to siakam also got barnes and then we need you know we'd really need a center i guess to fill that team out and try to just reorient around this whole you know four power forwards playing at once ideal use of Nurkic is available (laughs) um now it's still tough too the fit of siakam and barnes when you're not and also a center at the same time all in the starting lineup like that's that also is kind of difficult for us so um like it almost would kind of make a little more sense to move siakam but if we're going to build around barnes those guys are pretty redundant with one another on the offensive end um yeah, Simons is an interesting one. Sure you don't want Siakam instead? <laughs> uh, that's, that salary is a real tough fit with our structure. Yeah, I, su- I suppose that's true. Uh, J- Jody Allen is not Paul Allen in terms of the, the willingness to pay. Um, I, I don't uh, know that Paul Allen would be willing to pay this much for a team that is currently around 500. Uh, Pascal, you add Pascal Siakam to Dame. Like, he, you know, he's a theory a top 15 player in the NBA. I, yeah. That's at least how we'd say, like, he'd easily be the best player that Dame has played. The, the draft picks are probably more of an impediment than the salary, really. Yeah. That's uh, LaMarcus Aldridge eraser. Uh, no, I suppose it is. That's true. Yeah. In the, in the modern era. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Anyone who's seen our YouTube videos knows that I don't wear formal stuff all the time. So when it's time to dress up rather than dress down, I highly recommend Inochino. They were the official outfitter of my wedding. I got my tux from there. All my groomsmen got their sport jackets from there as well. I felt really good about having them be the outfitter of my wedding because all my groomsmen were going to get stuff that they could continue to wear that fit them perfectly. Because when you go somewhere else, you're not going to get something that's made for you. So why not measure yourself in 10 minutes or visit a showroom rather than feeling like you're wearing somebody else's suit that they tried and failed to tailor for you. And not only does Indochino have the suits that made them famous, but now they've got everything. Blazers, pants, women's wear, outerwear, designed and made for you. Hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from. European wools, linen, cottons, tons of colors, tons of patterns. You can customize things like the lapel, the vents, the pockets, and you'll get a piece that is personalized for you in fit and style. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com. Use the code CAPSPACE. Use the CAPSPACE. We talk about all the time here on the program. You get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. Indochino.com. And don't forget that CAPSPACE code to let them know that you came from us. Yeah, Dan, none, none of your teams are interested in any of these guys right now? Uh, 76ers here. Uh, we could do something. Obviously, Tobias Harris would have to be the matching salary, which would make it complicated, but Tyrese Maxey would be available. For OG Ananobi. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh, that's very interesting. Huh. Now, as we look at it, you're probably going to have to send us back Boucher and Thaddeus Young also. 
Because once we put in Tobias Harris to get up to Ananobi's number, then we're our, our outgoing salary is way higher. You're gonna have to send something back. Yeah, I mean, we we actually that's actually one decent thing is we have plenty of kind of salaries that are mid level that we're not that concerned about. Wow, Tyrese Maxey and also to I mean, Tobias Harris actually could help us. Like that might actually that would make us better this year. Would Philly really do that? Well, my my concern is that you know I don't know how we're going to add salary in this. I don't know how keen we are in taking back Thaddeus Young, Chris Boucher. We might want that was just like the bare minimum. We might want something else back a little bit. Um, you know, would you do that with Gary Trent instead of those two? So Ananobi and Trent for, for Maxi and Harris. Wow. So, yeah, I'm trying to think if that sounds uh, like that kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would do that. That sounds pretty good <laughs> like, <laughs> that, because because it's like we, we get we get younger, we get cheaper uh, in theory, you know, more team control going forward with Maxi. Um, you know, we could even move on from Van Vliet in the offseason or bring it like it just gives us a lot more optionality to have one more young, cheap player. That would be a building block. Huh. Uh, any of the other teams like I, I'm praying inclined to take that and these other teams you willing to up your offers well i guess new orleans question first off is what what from us would you consider is beating that offer but then second we we may want to talk to our other team yeah um i mean i think i think both of those lakers picks with very minimal protection probably gets you in the ballpark um i mean you've got some young guys too we could maybe talk about although you know like herb is interesting but he's also he's just a really tough fit with scotty barnes so he would profile as more of a bench guy for us um you know trey murphy would be someone we'd be interested in though right now we'd we'd rather keep murphy yeah well everyone would rather keep anyone who's any good (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i actually think the I don't think Herb and Murphy are that dissimilar to me in terms of trade value, but Murphy fits better if we have OG and Yanobi on the roster. Like a lot of Herb's value yeah. is lost if we have, have OG. Yeah. Um, just about just to be, a, just also to be abundantly clear here, this, Warriors, you don't consider James Wiseman to have high first round value, correct? Because that would have to be an important part of an Ananobi trade. No, and I, th- I think I, I don't know how we would even get to like like the Warriors can't take on like another five million, can they? Uh, I mean, we I could we, some... we could do something. We could have Moody, and there are a couple other other ways that we. Could I, I mean, yeah, I mean, Maxi is just so much better than I think any other asset is being talked about. I guess a lot of it is just how do you, how good do you consider Tyrese Maxi? But we're I think with the athleticism we have, we are kind of in a better position to absorb some of his deficiencies. Um, one um, thing quickly I'll note on this framework for the Raptors, this, as I have it, would push them into the tax, but they could easily get out of it by making another move. Yeah, Spurs and, and Pacers here, we're, we're all ears when the, when these uh, these things happen. So, hmm. yeah, Pels, I, I mean, I think, you know, Dyson Daniel, I would, I would say to me, Dyson Daniels and both of those lightly protected Lakers picks are kind of, kind of about the same in terms of value. So like two of the three of those. I mean, I guess if you don't think this year's Lakers pick top two protected is the best single chip you're getting in return here as compared to Maxi, then we probably have too big a difference evaluation on that one. Man, how could I can't believe this has happened this early in the podcast. We're both I've now been offered both Simons and Maxi. <laughs> These guys are just like 
It, we've been talking for like three years about how these guys are some of like the hardest guys in the whole league to value. The Heat gonna offer me Tyler Hero next? Is that what's gonna happen? Like, hey, although he, he can't Jordan be traded. Poole would be on the table, pill. but he's functionally unacquirable. Yeah, I, yeah. I the poison. Thank God, the poison pill, right? Yeah. I also am appreciating. That? I'm pretty sure at the 2021 mock trade deadline, I was trading Lowry as the Raptors and didn't want Maxi and shuffled him off to the Grizzlies for a first round pick. <laughs> oh my god well we could bring yeah, this what? full circle and the heat could offer lowry <laughs> but anyway right, that's, say... that's good if you think that's that good a deal you should probably take it yeah so just straight up harris and maxi for trent and i mean yes yeah, so we've got five million below the tax harris and maxi for trent and Ananobi. It, i mean both these teams are kind of like right at the tax i mean the we've got like 4.5 million in variance or so and philly has a lot less than that. <laughs> they're like right over i mean i guess you could there could be another move involved i mean we're at the point where seconds you know this is a big enough deal where just throwing in some second to get somebody to take somebody else you know fine we'll fucking do that no problem the, i don't think they're i don't anticipate that like the spurs cap space for dumping salary is gonna like all get used up or something like that well well there's also the point that theoretically this changes toronto's willingness to trade fed fred van vliet and that deal might resolve the tax issue anyway no i think we uh, we'd be more keen to hold on to van fleet actually after this move and just see see what this year brings um I actually think he he's not a bad fit next to Maxi at this point. Certainly on the offensive, I mean, we just to, to get like to upgrade our shooting like that, and you know, Tobias Harris would be uh, he's a good enough shooter to play the three too. So that's I mean, I guess we're still we're still kind of have a weird team um, <clears throat> because again, but that's really more of a Siakam and Barnes issue than uh, you know we would get a little smaller and less athletic. So I'm still not sure like how good that team is this year. So I mean, I'm, uh, I think just the being able to get maxi for someone who seemed like quite a flight risk in a year and a half yeah i think i would have to have to do that i mean what's your your thinking sixers is just you get more defense get more athletic and maxi is kind of redundant with harden yeah i guess uh if we're putting it in, in order the top two for sure are are more defense on the wing and then the redundancy of maxi and harden yeah okay let's do it mark it down great we were uh we were prepared to put in a, a pick maybe maybe but it's uh, nice not to have to make that decision we're thrilled with this i gotta say i think that's an amazing trade for the sixers really wow yeah i, I just like that's very interesting we'll have to see what the what, what do you think danny i think you were valuing maxi more highly than i would um but from toronto's perspective this definitely makes the offensive fit a lot more logical because you can you like especially for the if, if the eventual end game is something involving barnes and maxi with or without siakam like you can get there and then what you need defensively because you're going to be less switchable is a good center that's acquirable you know like if, if the yeah. idea is to build around that foundation they can do it for the Sixers, the other part that Dan didn't mention is, depending on how they want to handle this with Gary Trent, it saves them a ton of money for next year. Like, and this this makes their roster a lot more malleable and manageable, which is pretty good. And maybe they even keep Gary Trent. Gary Trent could actually, I, I could see him being kind of a wild card for them in terms of like if he's shooting well, you have him on the floor. If you don't, if he's not, then you don't. So I, I personally like this deal more for Philly than I do for Toronto, but I do understand the rationale for Toronto as well. Yeah, I think I, that most people in Philly would be aghast at this deal. Really? That's, yeah. We're going to find they, out. <laughs> They'll let us know. I think they'd like it. I think. 
I, I mean, some people might like it, but I think like just your your average Philly fan would be like Maxi for like you know, Ananobi is like a role player. What is he ever? You know, it would be like that kind of thought. But it's I, I think it's really just the team control of Maxi. You know, I, I mean, like I think Maxi's going to make an All Star team at some point in his career. You know, wow, like he's uh, I'd uh, bet against that. No, I mean he could. He might not deserve it. What did you say? I I'd bet against that. I I think it's I think it's well under fifty percent. He might. I wouldn't be shocked if he develops into that. But that's uh, if you're doing a Watfo, I'm. Uh, I'm going way under. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just it's also just we needed to get younger and have more team control, but also to have a player who's going to help us win this year rather than just oh we're going to go into the tank this year. We can't we couldn't find a workable deal for Siakam, so that that is off the table now, right? Like if if we'd done the Siakam deal, then I'd be much more focused on getting draft picks. But I think to just continue to try to improve, I, and I like just the fact that Maxi gets better every year. Like that's mm-hmm. that definitely means something for a, well, so for a development. It, it's interesting, Nate, and I've obviously we're in different shoes. Like I mean, we did top prospects not that long ago, and Maxi, this is his age twenty two season. Like I had, I seriously considered, you know, like considered him, but like the idea the, that he was there and like I, I think KP was I right that you were bewildered that he was valuing that over some of you, the picks you were offering and like that's like you I mean you can value things differently but like that I found I found that notable as well Sam yeah and it, also that Tobias Harris 2023-24 year like obviously you're getting maxi pretty cheap then so it's like 43 million for them combined but 39 million for Tobias is a lot of Tobias Harris yeah well we also uh, I mean but he's still like a good player who can help us uh, at least yeah. win some games. You know, it's not as as toxic going forward. And yeah, I mean, we still have Maxi uh, on the cheap, right? I mean, I think it's just this gives us so much more optionality. Like my assessment of the big problem with Toronto is we just had too many of these contracts all ending at once. That's fair. The hope of re-signing all of those guys, especially when it, this wasn't like some awesome team that should be going deep into the luxury tax was an issue the fit wasn't great like we obviously like rim protection and shooting are the two things we didn't have trent was also going to be an expiring contract we didn't want to resign him uh, so i i think this is all I and mean, so I, we're still willing to listen here on van fleet but i think this trade probably makes it so we're we're not as interested in moving him but again we're we're all ears as, as long as we're doing so much analysis on this trade i, I do a question for you Nate. you said if you had traded siakam you would have been more interested in draft picks uh, for Ananobi. I'm just curious why, if, if you're so high on Maxi, uh, where you think he's going to develop into all-star, he's still very young. Like, why would you just not want somebody like him anyway? Or are you just saying the Tobias Harris part of it? Uh, uh, no, because we would, want to, we would want to tank this year. That would be the idea. Once uh, we got rid of Seattle, okay. we would want to tank this year. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Well, so I think the place to go here is Pelton has been indicating that there's somebody that he has a high value on with the Pelicans who have a ton of picks. We should probably just find out who that is and do that negotiation. Agreed. Unrelated, this is annoying because I had trades that I wanted to make with both Philly and Toronto that I feel like are going to be <laughs> off the board now because, because of this one. Uh, <laughs> New Orleans target, look, it would not be a dunked on mock deadline. Or mock offseason. Here we <laughs> go. Here Orleans we Pelicans go. Did not make a run of Miles Turner. Yes! yes! And it actually makes a ton of sense, be- this deadline in particular, because the Pelicans have this unusual salary structure where they've got some wiggle room under the tax this year, but next year things get worse. So what would be an ideal scenario for that? Paying Miles Turner via renegotiation and extension a much higher salary in 2022-23 that declines in 2023-24 and 24-25. Yes. So really our first call actually has to be to Miles Turner's agent to see what kind of renegotiation and extension he would accept because uh, as long as it falls within the extended trade rules, it doesn't matter how much money we add to his salary this year before a trade. So the idea would be giving Miles Turner a bunch of money this year and then to make it fall within the extended trade rules, the only thing that would have to happen is it would have to be only two new years after this correct, and less than whatever the renegotiated salary is. I mean, it'd have to be less than a 5% raise, but obviously we're going to decline it. So that's not going to be an issue. Well, I I mean, I think the other issue there too is, is that how Indiana wants to use their cap space. You're going to have to take back matching salary for the renegotiated uh, amount of Miles Turner. I I mean, I think that seems tough. You know, I I guess, does anyone want to be Miles Turner's agent? It seems like only going out two years might not be enough for him. Get you back into free agency still in your prime. And when the cap goes up, I feel like it's actually an ideal time for you to hit free agency miles. Turner. Danny, you're, uh, you've always had a high value on miles Turner, probably a similar to perhaps what his agent would have. Would you, how do you feel about this idea? Do you want to try to well, give, give, give me some numbers, Mr. Griffin Pelton. So we feel like, you know, comfortably we can add about 11 million this season. So that would be 29 million from your current salary of 18 million, uh, including likely incentives. And uh, so on like we're thinking probably a two year structure. It's basically equivalent to a two year fifty million dollar deal. So so basically one way of thinking of this is that it's a two year sixty one million dollar contract no, like no, that. No, two year fifty. No, no, what I'm getting, saying is if you add in the But the eleven million, million is what you're getting this year. No, but no, but what I'm saying is if we were no, no, adding, no, I'm not saying K, I'm not saying KP already million. added that in. Oh, yeah. you already oh, so you're saying basically forty million in new money. Oh yeah, no, that's not nearly enough. You think that's nearly enough? Well, I mean, for for I'm not I've had I believe you're familiar with this, that my client has had some injury issues in his past. And while we are, I I mean, I think he can get more. That's why I should take the guaranteed money right now. 
Yeah, but only for two years. I mean, he can get a four-year deal at well, more than $20 million Pacers a year. here, we also uh, have offered Miles Turner much more than that already. Just can let you know that, it, and it hasn't come to fruition. In, in part, do I think we're all kind of waiting to see how this deadline plays out, but uh, we certainly would and have communicated that we would offer Miles Turner a lot more than $50 million guaranteed in new money. So if you can get that maybe into the $60 million range, then I think we could have a conversation because then I'm then it's like you 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 get back out there. But if you're not willing to go there, then I don't for for that kind of a deal. I, I, I do like my fit in New Orleans. And I think that, you know, I could increase my value and whether I stay or leave in two years would be or three years, I guess, would be would be there. But for for ten million this year and then a twenty million dollar year, also the salary that low makes it hard to negotiate a future extension. Well, I think it'd also be almost because you'd have to be two years out. Yes, two years out. It would be so. there would be a window, but it would be a narrow window. Yeah, I and mean, what what is the most that? Yeah, I mean, I guess technically the most that Turner could get would be you know bump up to the max this year and then you and then a five percent off that for the next two years after that. But uh, well, he could get an, he could get a next year's max as well because the five percent is only if they're trading him yeah so i, I oh, mean sure, Pacer, sure. yeah pacers here as well I, I mean we also have the component new orleans that uh, other teams might be interested in miles turner and also that we might want to just hold on to him at, at a price that, that we like uh so are other teams offering two first round picks and is that softening your extension offer hmm. <laughs> I mean, we'd, we'd want to protect them a little bit at the high end, but... I, I mean, my concern is just that he's he's not going to take that. I mean, I guess that's... Uh, right. That's that's uh, that's a, a big concern, too, whereas other teams might just give him a, a normal extension. I mean, I, I think the thing is, if I'm Miles Turner, I probably would rather just get traded to New Orleans and get a normal extension for way more money than just be limited to two years. Or, sorry, yeah, but- not a normal extension, just a new contract for way more money this offseason or just potentially be a free agent and let the bidding commence. I mean, New Orleans, we're gonna, either way, we're going to be limited by the tax next season. Wait, like, I don't as, know that we can as, go as, deep into the tax. As a point of clarification, just because I'm interested, what is the matching salary here for New Orleans? Uh, Graham and... Ah! <laughs> well, that's part of why you're getting the two first-round picks and Valanciunas. Okay. What two first, though? Obviously, that's a, another big question here. So we were planning to offer the 2000 or 2025 first. And then next year we have this swap with Milwaukee. We'd give you the better of those picks, but top four protected. Well, we would just get in on the swap for next year. You get the better of those two picks. But how can you trade that, though, for next year? You can. It's a bundle of sticks. You can trade the they had the pick that they hold is the superior of those two picks. They can trade that pick. No, but I don't think they can due to Stepien issues. Of course we can. We have a million draft picks. Uh, well, that Lakers first. We are guaranteed to have a first in either 2024 or 25, thanks to the Lakers. So therefore, there's no possible Stepien. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I'd be interested actually to know for sure if that's like it could be one of those technical things where it's like, right. well, hey, what like what if you uh, use it at the draft in 24, but then you don't have then you, like I think there might well, be we still a have a 26. So I I don't think that there's a scenario where it could ever like not have a pick within the next two years okay well because yeah. the idea is we're going to make these one year only picks by the way hmm. but i mean who else is out there i mean so this is uh, give me the, those picks again 2024 better of milwaukee and new orleans 
and two that are 2025 first. Yeah, I mean, the renegotiation and extension thing, as incredibly exciting as it would be to have a renegotiation and extend and trade, I just I don't think that makes sense for either us or Turner. Like we we'd rather just trade him at his salary now, not have to take back more bad salary from you to match Wait, his new salary. I don't think Valanciunas is bad salary. It's okay. There's but like that's then we also would be wasting our cap space on that this year that we could use for other stuff. Is there that is there like twenty nine million of other stuff? Well but you're taking twelve million out of that, right? Like it's just yeah I, I mean we, I don't we, think you're gonna use is, those extra twelve million is what I'm saying. This is this is feeling like it's gonna be a long mock trade deadline. I don't know if I wanna <laughs> this is like only our <laughs> second negotiation here. I, I don't know if I'm quite ready to to get there. No. So I I think ultimately we're not really that interested in that as the Pacers and I mean I don't know Miles Turner's agent. I mean do you uh, you kind of do you agree with me that you would rather just like go to New Orleans and be a free agent rather than take this renegotiation and extension deal? I'm saying we're not willing to make this offer without it's contingent on the renegotiation. Um Okay. We, well, that's, we, we yeah. as Miles Turner's agent, we would consider a fit if the offer were richer. Like I've brought up sixty million as the as the threshold here. So like it is a possibility, but at this number, it is just it's it's not enough because I'm not taking I'm not saving that much risk because my free agency is months away. At the risk of butting in, I don't know if this would make the Pelicans not want to do it. But what if the extension added only one year instead of two at that lower salary? Maybe that's the way to bridge the the gap with Miles Turner. Although obviously that makes it less appealing to New Orleans. I think we'd probably be willing to do that. Yeah. So it'd be basically then like a one year, $31 million extension. Okay. Something in that range. Yeah. Cause then it's, then I get out earlier. So right now for as Turner's, as Turner's representation, he's in his age 26 season now. So that would be after his 27. He'll turn, he'll have turned 28 later in that season. I haven't looked, I don't know yet about how much money teams are going to have then, but that seems significantly more palatable. Yeah, I guess Indiana seems to think there's a lot of other interest in Miles Turner, and I'm not sure that there is. Well, this may be self-dealing, uh, but Raps here, I think we would be very interested in getting Miles Turner to pair with Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes and Fred Van Vliet and Tyrese Maxey. And what were the picks that were offered from New Orleans? 2024, better of Milwaukee and New Orleans. 2025, first, but top four protected. So, so probably two later firsts. Possibly better, but that's, I think, a fair fair description. Milwaukee pick next year could have some upside. Ooh. Well, until you get into the protection. <laughs> but, I mean, if you get the 10th pick for Miles Turner, I think that's still a pretty good outcome. Yeah, no, that's probably true. Um, <clears throat> Dan, any of your teams interested in Miles Turner? I don't think so. Okay. And this is mine, working out well. I, I, Dan, as as yeah. the Warriors, like I know there have been murmurs about the Warriors for a long time. The matching salary is a bear. Um, it would basically depend on the Pacers really liking some of our young guys, and we don't even necessarily want to do them in a deal for a guy who could leave unless Turner's like super willing to stay. And we don't even know if we're going to have the money for him. I guess the only way one of my teams would be interested is if you view like a distant Clippers first rounder as more valuable than those two picks from New Orleans. Um, would you make Terrence Mann available? No. Uh, Mavs here. <laughs> how would you feel about a lightly protected future first from us? For Miles Turner, and just but just one. Yes, because the matching salary and everything else, like this, is going to be you know two two first for a guy who's a pending. Unless Miles Turner says like straight up like I'm going to sign with you, and he is from Texas. What's the matching salary? And if, if we if we took back 
Tim Hardaway Jr., could you make it to first? We would want to protect them a little bit more, but then we could we could consider that, and we would need an indication from Turner that he would be very willing to resign. And I think he, if the money was right, he probably would. But I, that's uh, you're his agent, Danny. <laughs> no, no, I can't be for this. Um, this is, this is I, most. I mean, Miles Turner's from the Dallas suburbs. I think yeah. we can assume he's. Yeah, he's pretty, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Thank you. That's uh, yeah. Good, good how about there. um? How about if we make it Davis Bertans? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think if that's fair if we're doing it to to get back the value. Um, so what are we talking about in terms of protections here, Dallas? I was thinking two years. So in the first pick, two years lottery. Otherwise, it um reverts to I mean seconds. Let's put it that way. And then the second pick, we can do the second pick could be top four. That can that could be later because we're gonna have to push this out. It'll be first allowable draft, but first allowable draft is going to be twenty five. 24. No. Oh, yeah. 25. Sorry. 25. Okay. So 25 lotto protected. Yeah. So 25 lotto, 26 lotto, and then it converts and then 28 top four and we could do top four again. Well, and then yeah, or, or 20 starting 27 and or just first yeah. lobble draft after that first one. Yeah. Top four protected. Yes. I think that's the best offer I've gotten so far on Miles Turner. Um, And you know, right. whatever. We'll, we'll take back Bertans. You, New Orleans, am I missing something about your offer? That it doesn't, that it, uh, the Vlad, you blanched it, Jonas Valanciunas' salary, but apparently not Davis Bertans', which is <laughs> surprising. But uh, what, what picks would you need from us? Like the Lakers picks are off the table here, but we could potentially talk about some Milwaukee picks. Uh, 2027 Milwaukee unprotected. I mean, I think in any scenario, we're going to want to top four protect these. Like that's been our MO. Like we're not going to give you a number one pick in the draft for this deal, but we, we if you give you the number five. That's fine. Man, this is so hard to, th- th- this is the same thing Danny and I went through and we did that episode of ranking the picks. Just like, <laughs> let, me, let me call that up. Actually, that, that might actually really help me a lot here. Cause this is okay. New Orleans or like Milwaukee or Dallas, like who, which, of these teams is gonna be worse in, in 27 um well I, I mean part of the problem with these with these protections like you already fucked the blazers on this uh that like these protections like revert into something that's like not even any good right so i think that what makes it better about dallas is i'm guaranteed I, to eventually get something i mean the the interesting thing this is an aside is that the whole talk when the blazers got that new orleans 2022 for, or first round pick is that they were going to trade it for jeremy grant and instead they got the 2025 milwaukee pick and they traded that for jeremy grant so it like yeah and, and then Mil- detroit took on kemba walker's salary to literally turn that pick into the pick that new orleans would have sent number 13 so i don't think that difference was as big as it was made out to be yeah but the nice thing about 2027 is, you know, we can basically guarantee you a first round pick. We'll just say better of ours or Milwaukee's as long as one of those is outside the top four. Yeah, so so that, that's good. So if one of them is in the top four, then I just get the other one? Correct. Okay, that's that's good to have. Um, and coming back is and, and so, but uh, you're willing to do this deal now, in New Orleans, without this whole renegotiation extension thing. No, was it still and, contingent on the renegotiation extension? Okay, but we just I don't think that there was more willingness to do that at the one year level. Yes, okay. there is. I mean, I mean, if 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 Miles Turner is really willing to do that, I, that would shock me if he's going to turn you know give up on the idea of like getting nine figures guaranteed for just like a you know this fast cash. But to be to be a part history. of to be on on a strong team, you know, I, I mean, the Mavericks are too, I guess. But um, yeah. the Pels the Pels could potentially make a a big old jump. 
Well, that's an interesting consideration, though, is if you decline this, if you know the Pacers would take the Mavericks offer, right? Yeah. You don't, you can't just look at it independently of Indiana <laughs> or New Orleans. It's Indiana, New Orleans, that, and or that's Dallas. true, and it's and it's his hometown, basically. Right, right. He might um, scuttle it ju- just yeah. if yeah. the Pacers will take and, the Mavericks and, offer. And you have Dallas in the bird rights trap when you expire this offseason. Well, you'd have you'd have New Orleans in it too. Yeah, but Dallas well, in it is more after juicy. a year. Still, like there's a, there's a lot more risk there. I think. Sure, um, absolutely. And also, you just like being getting to be an unrestricted free agent after this season is actually a good thing for him. Like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to. Like, that's worth some value to me for him. I, I yeah, I, I, I yeah. Dan, your point, your point on it. I'm still, I guess, Miles Turner's agent. You can be it for the for think about it for the second. I, I think this is a way for Turner to put his thumb on the scale. It's a really interesting one because the Pelicans are arguably a better team situation, but the combination of forces for Turner and Dallas, I'll say I'm le- I'm now less willing to do that renegotiation extension now that I know that my beloved Mavericks are on the table. Yeah, as uh, I think taking over for Miles Turner's agent, I think that's correct. <laughs> as biased as we're I am, all Miles Turner's see- agent at one point over <laughs> here. That's really, it. my only, my only agenda. All of us. <laughs> my only agenda is I, I want to see a renegotiation and extension and trade. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think I can get on board. I will note if I wanted this to take an extra 20 minutes, I did think about, oh, it might make more sense for the Mavericks to structure this as, an, an, as a renegotiation extension and trade as well. We will not do that. I'm not willing to go through this again. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so KP, Paul, so you, KP, you're you not willing, willing to, do to do it. Yeah. With the, KP, with are the, you willing to no. do this without the extension? I think, well, we could like, cause we, we're limited to offering you a starting salary. I mean, I guess the question is if, if you prefer coming to us with full bird rights, I mean, we don't think that there's necessarily going to be a team out there that's going to bid more than a 20 million starting salary. It made more sense for us, but yeah, I guess we probably would do it. Okay. So what's what your official offer now, Pels? So it's 2024, better of Milwaukee or New Orleans, top four protected. That converts into a Chicago second round pick. And then the 2027 Milwaukee first, top four protected, converts into a or 2024 first round pick or 2027, I should say. Wait, so why would the 20, you're saying like if somehow in 2024, both Milwaukee and New Orleans were in the top four? Actually, that would be either in 2024 because it's a swap. That's not, we have both of them. I see. Yeah, that's a little bit of a concern to not have the the guarantee there. And then the other one is 2027, better of Milwaukee and New Orleans top five protected or top four protected as well. I mean, we could also, we could make that 2024 convert to our 2025 first round pick now that that's not in the deal. Okay, yeah, that would that would be a little bit better. What's we'd still we'd still want to protect that, but I mean, the odds that those are both in the top four back to back years are pretty low. Pretty low, uh, yeah. Particularly for the for the way this team is built right now. Um, and then the twenty seven, yeah. I mean, that's probably a better better than Dallas. I mean, Dallas, can you up your offer at all? I don't think it's I don't think it's practical to. That's already a lot for us to give up. And if he's if he's hitting unrestricted free agency, who knows? Maybe we can try to make something work. So the other one, the other one here is this Raptors deal. And yeah, I mean, I guess we're that Milwaukee in twenty seven. Like that's pretty sexy. I think that's uh, I would, would be surprised if the Milwaukee bucks were good 2027 trying to think of what what a reasonable raptors package would be that would compete with that new orleans offer because he is another guy who would just be like such a good fit with the this siakam and barnes thing that we have can toronto even really 
afford him there. They've got luxury tax issues too. I guess they don't because that. Well, and, and once once uh, Tobias Harris, actually, I mean, maybe we could even put Tobias Harris in this deal to save us a bunch of money this year too. That might be part of it. And Indiana might even want to have Tobias Harris. No, they would. I mean, he's <laughs> a starting power for that, that yeah, actually, yeah. he's they actually, extremely it, expensive. He would actually help them. I, well, I mean, Indiana has, has all this cap room to just absorb stuff. Um, and certainly, I'll put to put it this way: Tobias Harris is a. Uh, I'm more interested in having him at his price than some of the other guys that are that are coming back um <laughs> this is just too complex does anyone want to take over toronto here for me please because i i just can't what's like a good uh, do you think there's any way toronto beats that offer this self-dealing thing is tough i'm uh, uh i i i don't think Dan, i guess has to be the one he's the only other one yeah <laughs> Yeah, can Dan trade Tobias Harris twice in the same podcast? <laughs> Living all of our life dreams. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to count the number of times I've traded Tobias Harris because I, you know, I used to always have the Pistons when they had Tobias Harris. I feel like I traded him a couple times. Um, <laughs> hmm. The problem is is that as much as I like Miles Turner, I probably like him the least of anybody on this podcast. So I think we've already gone too high. Well, I, I think the other the other challenge here for the Raptors is how excited is he about re-signing considering their other financial mm-hmm. issues and also the upside of the pick. Like, can I don't think there's a, a draft asset that Toronto has that right now, if we go out that far in the future, that if the choice is basically a lightly protected Toronto pick or a lightly protected Milwaukee, like, I mean, because think about what this Raptors team is. They already have Scotty right. Barnes and Tyrese Maxey. They're run by Masai Ujiri. Like, you, there's an expectation that they'll probably try. I'm ducking uh, as I ask this, but would there be any interest in Miles Turner renegotiating and extending another round of more? <laughs> <laughs> brilliant idea uh you know because the it sad like, part is like, i was just gonna make that same joke dan i, I was I, I was so mad that you beat me to it <laughs> the real the sad part is, is i'm not joking. joking at all <laughs> you know because especially for or for you know wrapping this in the other trade you know tobias is harris's high salary right it makes all the sense to get miles turner's salary up this year and then decline it and then yeah, we put in more like just like the Orleans, we place value on that you know then it would increase our offer yeah, well, I think the problem is just that Miles Turner just does not want to only sign for two years. Well, no, but we could, I mean, we could go much higher. I mean, we could do, oh, that's right, because of the extended trade. Yeah, I guess, yeah, but we could be, I mean, we're not, I mean, we'd go up to maybe even his his max or near his max this year and then decline it from there, right? KP was, for New Orleans, they were, because they're a little more pinched, they were only adding, what, $11 million? Correct. Although we could have potentially added more if uh, Jackson, we could find a new home for Jackson Hayes at some point. I mean, we could add, like, maybe we even do the full max. Uh, I think, was that, $19 million adding? But maybe we do 15, 16, 17. Okay, uh, let's. I we for the interest of uh, finishing this before my wife and child get home <laughs> in a couple of days. Uh, <laughs> Raptors make make an offer. No no renegotiation extension. It's just too complicated. Um, if there's no renegotiation extension, I'll just tell you right now, we're not going to beat Dallas or New Orleans. Fair. Okay. Uh, We'll take the New Orleans off for them. Well, that was a lot of work, but we finally got there. Hey, it's uh, this is our most so, realistic so one yet. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through all of the protection on the pick, but here's how I have it written down: the New Orleans Pelicans trade Jonas Valanciunas 
a 2024 first round pick, which is top four protected and converts into a 25 first. And then in 27, the better of Milwaukee and New Orleans first, as long as it is not in the top four. And that those are the terms for, broadly speaking, for Miles Turner. Correct. Uh, well, so the 2024 first, that's just New Orleans' own. I thought that was the better, no, it's, of, yeah, Milwaukee better of New Orleans. New Orleans. Or Milwaukee. Oh, that's also better of New Orleans. Thank you. Yeah. And then it converts to a 2025 New Orleans, also top four protected. And then, Some I don't know, every, that, every second that you ever have yeah, yeah. after that. Um then two seconds and then 2027 the better of milwaukee new orleans top four protected and if it falls in the protection then it becomes the lesser of those two picks so this is and the matching salary is only Jonas valanciunas and Devonte graham and Devonte. oh so yeah so we're taking on extra yeah, i mean Jonas will you know he can play some pick and roll with tyrese helper and that'll be fine my peanut gallery comment is I absolutely love the concept for New Orleans with the renegotiation extension where they're, they have a little more spending power this year and would want those savings in the future years. Uh, but I just I thought without that, the offer was was too high. I, 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 w- I was interested in how you guys thought I approached this as Dallas, because like, I think Dallas would love Miles Turner, but he also doesn't like solve all of their problems, especially because it would change the concept of their defense. But I thought he is a really good player. He's probably the best player they can reasonably acquire. Yeah, I think it's a lot for them to give up because, I mean, you know, play. I guess you can play him and Christian Wood, although that's, you know, who are those guys is going to defend fours is well, a real question. Well, and then yeah. you, like giving up those picks from Dallas's standpoint is pretty risky given the yeah, you know, it seems like they the still beyond Luca. Yeah, it seems like they would be also just kind of saving that for like right. adding another high level role player around Luca like that. It seems like they would be shooting higher than that. Well, I don't know that they can get anything better than that, considering unless J- yeah. Josh Green turns into a monster. I think not right now, but like once you have that pick obligation and the Knicks off the books and you can offer, you know, potentially four first round picks. I, I, I mean, like, you know, like Pascal Siakam, who was like a, a player like that is probably who they'd be looking for. And it, the, we just went through this exercise and he didn't get close to a full draft offer from anybody. So, yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, because the hard thing with Luca is you're not necessarily looking for as ball dominant a player. Like it, it's a it's a more challenging fit than some of the other ones have been historically. Like, but I, think we'll, we'll, the, I think what we've learned this season, you've got to get someone who can create a little bit. Yeah, that's true. That is it for part one of the eighth annual mock trade deadline. There are a ton of fireworks coming in part two as well. Some really interesting trades, including one that I just couldn't even quite wrap my mind around. But we've got over two hours of action still to come here. We might see another Raptor get traded. can find out if John Collins will ever actually be moved from the Atlanta Hawks. The contenders are going to try to get a lot better. Jay Crowder still available. The Warriors are going to look to be active at the deadline for the first year in some time. I've got some big plans for the Bucks. We'll see whether those come to fruition or not. The Miami Heat always do something at the deadline. The Nets are going to try to be active. Can the Cavs solve their small forward issues? I hope that you will join us and find out for the next two hours of the mock trade deadline. And of course, you can take advantage 
of our special sale for a year's membership. You get access not only to five podcasts a week from me and Danny, not only access to the mock trade deadline, full breakdowns of every single playoff game, the trade deadline, every single signing during the offseason, the mock offseason. But now we've added Seth Partnow running twice a week and we reference his proprietary stats a lot. We've got Dan Feldman writing five times a week for us on the latest news. And also that's available in audio form in your podcast podcast feed as well there are a bunch of other perks our discord that i happen to think is the best most positive space there is to discuss basketball among nerds all four of us me danny dan and seth do monthly chats in the discord as well it could be a one-stop shop for all of your nba following needs and we're doing everything we can to create the deepest possible nba content by bringing on dan and seth and significantly expanding our portfolio with john hollinger and the hollinger and duncan podcast once a week and we went out on a limb and decided to expand our offerings and we hope that we will get more subscribers as a result so please consider subscribing and finally if the financial circumstances are an issue at all please check out my pin tweet at nate duncan nba because uh, we're never going to lose anyone over price if it's truly an issue for you we do have significantly reduced plans uh, available again details on that and my pin tweet at nate duncan nba thanks again for listening It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.